This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with an animal communicator and author that is going to tell us all about our soul pets. I will introduce you and tell you all about her as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life, and that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select pet co-locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel alvarez Rada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a pet parent, a telepathic animal communicator. She's a Reiki master, a speaker, an entrepreneur, and an adventure seeker. She's a road tripper, a cocktail connoisseur. She's a coffee lover and a tea drinker. World traveler that was born and raised in Houston, Texas. She was bird mom to Pearl, her soul bird who recently passed. And to Miss Petals, who she believes is his reincarnated spirit. More on that later. She's turtle mom to Malty, a nine-year-old redfoot tortoise, and Io a year-and-a-half-old three-toed box turtle. She's dog mom to Flash Gordon, her eight-year-old standard wire-haired Dachshund, who, by the way, is like my dream pet. And she's also the creator of Pet Love Letters and author of Love and Feathers, a book about all that her soul pet, Pearl, taught her. She also collaborated with her dear mom, a chef, on a cookbook called Waffles and More, a recipe book that features a bird named Pearl's favorite people food recipes. She's founder of Animal Love Languages, dedicated to fostering closer, clearer connections between pet parents and their companion animals. Her name is Shannon Cuts. Welcome, Shannon. I'm so excited to meet you finally. Isabel, it's a joy and an honor. And this has been a long time coming and I'm absolutely thrilled. We finally get to meet virtually face to face. Agreed. 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 I am so excited for this conversation. As I told you before we started recording, these conversations are some of my favorite because they are so eye-opening. They're so great for connecting with our pets and with other humans and kind of seeing what's beyond 
what we see in life and what we see in the day to day, kind of what's beyond what meets the eye, I guess you should say. But before we get into all of the details on soul pets and animal communication and all the things that you're going to teach us today, I want to introduce our drinking game. So anybody at home, grab something to drink, whether it be alcoholic or non-alcoholic, you can play along. So anytime you hear this word, the secret word is pearl. Make sure you take a drink of whatever it is you're enjoying, but we won't know what it is. So we're just going to chat, but at home, you're the ones who are going to be drinking along with us and just make sure that if it is an alcoholic beverage you never drink and drive and always drink responsibly and be of age wherever it is you're joining us from so what are you having today shannon i see you have a little bird there joining us well miss petal here is very interested in the clear glass <laughs> and the smell of the no ma'am <laughs> of the scotch that i'm drinking there were two rocks in there but they have long since merged with the scotch Inside, this is Macallan 12, one of two scotches that my dad and I loved to drink together. In fact, we often love to compare scotches. And since my whole journey, as I was sharing with you right before you press record, my whole journey really evolved during the time when my dad was making his final transition. And that's when a lot of my intuitive gifts spontaneously awakened. And this is a fascinating story in its own right. And it's why I believe so passionately that we all have inner secrets, inner superpowers that we don't even know about yet. And so even though, as I was sharing with you, uh, if it tastes like alcohol, I'm probably going to like it. <laughs> this felt like the right drink choice for us today, for our meeting Amazing. today, I wanted to invite my dad and spirit to our conversation. Well, hello, dad. Thank you for joining us. I love that you put so much thought into your drink choice. I always do. And I always appreciate a fellow boozy pet parent. So I'm going to toast to you with my, I'm having a strawberry wow. vodka spritzer. Yes. Can you believe how cute this glass is? It's adorable. I got this glass in my buy nothing group. So uh, cheers to everybody who participates in buy nothing groups because somebody wow. else's trash is always somebody else's treasure. So I cheers to you. I had strawberries and I figured let's go with the strawberries today. So cheers. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, you're so welcome. And I love, I wouldn't say I'm an officially in a buy nothing group, but my mother and I are lifelong thrifters and I am certainly not above thrifting in someone else's front yard. Agreed. <laughs> I, I love this it. This glass came from a thrift store and I have many wonderful things, probably almost everything that you see in my part of the casa comes from, and probably pretty much everything that I'm wearing today as well. We won't go into too much detail there, but I just promise you 90% of it is thrifted. I love that so much. Actually, I just got a new cat, Van Gogh, and his favorite place to sit is a piece of furniture that I got from the dump at my old apartment. And it was beautiful and it only needed new hardware. So I went to anthropology for a nice you know, two very nice pieces to put on it. And it looks fantastic. And he loves it. And because I got it at a literally at next to the trash can. Yeah, I don't have to worry about him messing it up because I'm not like that worried about it. Right. And it's already broken in. So we it's guaranteed exactly. extra comfy. It is beautiful. <laughs> it's like this small kind of like sideboard and it's perfect height mm -hmm. for him to look out the window and he loves it so cheers to thrifting and all of these garbage pickers i guess it's what they call us but i'm good absolutely with that. we're recyclers and repurposers we're keeping things out of the landfill and giving back to the planet how about that 
Agreed. Agreed. Well, I want to talk about soul pets because I've always referred to Titan, who recently passed as my soul dog, but I've never dug into what that really means. So I'm going to invite you to play our first game today. It's called soul pets. And it's just a quick fire where I'm going to ask you questions to do with soul pets, reincarnation, animal communication, things like that. And if you can, Please keep your answers short, but if you really need to elaborate, by all means, feel free to do so. Are you ready to play? I think so. Okay, <laughs> you can do this. I believe in you. And you know what? I have follow-up questions, so I guarantee you we're going to dig. This is a deep dive. I promise. All right, here we go. The first one is a true or false question. Our animals choose us. True or false? Yes, true. What is a soul contract? Not a true false. Okay. No. Uh, soul contract is an agreement that two spirits make before they enter physical body and enter the embodied realm here on earth that their lives are going to intersect for mutual evolution, for mutual good. Amazing. You see, I knew you could give me a succinct <gasps> answer to that. I know. I told you I was worried about this before the show started. I'm like, <laughs> deep, meaty question, deep, meaty answer. <laughs> well, just... you're going to give me some meaty answers. Don't you worry. Making All right. The some next new neural connections here with the synopsis. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. All right. The next one is a true or false. Our pets have a life purpose. Absolutely true. So we always think of us as having a life purpose, but I don't think that everybody's out there thinking this pet has a life purpose. So I'm so happy you said that that is true and we will dig into that more. What kind of lessons do our animals teach us in life and when they pass? Boy, that's okay. So the number one lesson that, our, that, that I've experienced, I can only answer from my own experience, is to believe in ourselves and to trust our own intuition. Nice. And I would Amazing. add, if I can add a PS, to yes. forgive ourselves to forgive ourselves to give ourselves a break i love yeah. that because they do they give us a break all the time i love that so they much model it for us they yeah. do they do i love the word of the use of the word model because that's so important all right next one yeah. i have this question because i just experienced this with my new cat van gogh what is that connection we feel when we walk into a rescue center or somewhere and we say that's the pet what is that is that just it's the activation of the soul contract interesting okay i really want to know more about tell me that. where you feel it okay well we'll go into that after that but i want to know where you feel it in your body when you feel Ooh. it because you said you experienced it so i want to know where you yes feel it. Yeah. so i think that it happens to everybody where they say like you walk in you meet a bunch of pets and like you just know like that's not it that's not it that's not it and they could be cute and wonderful adorable but you're like drawn to like that one pet and i feel like there has to be something more to it than just like i'm attracted to that pet yeah there is yeah. okay awesome all right our pets may have known us in past lives our past lives true or false our past lives and their past lives true Ooh. okay we will see our pets in a future life true or false possibly maybe okay do other pets in the house mind not being the soul pet or can you have multiple soul pets so yes you can have multiple soul pets and in my experience no the other animals don't mind at some level if we're keeping company with a specific animal and not all the other millions of animals and if they're keeping company with us and not all the other millions of humans out there there is some level of soul contract in place it has to do with what best serves each being's highest good and so some soul connections can look and feel much 
more all-consuming right. and, and, and essential than others, but it's due to the nature of the soul contract and what each being needs from that connection. That's amazing. Okay. So how did you, first of all, get into this kind of work? You mentioned that it was your dad's so Interesting. But did you work in pets at all before your dad passed in another capacity? Turning 50 is always going to be a big deal. I feel like even if we don't know we're 50, like we were trapped in a cave for many <laughs> years and we have no idea of chronological age, I still feel that there's some kind of like awakening or unfolding that happens yes. with each of these quarter century marks. And yes. I hit 50 a couple years ago and six days after I turned 50, on the day that her present arrived for me, my best friend suddenly passed away. I'm so sorry. She was a Reiki master. And right after that, my father, who had been diagnosed with a very serious wasting illness, right in that, it's hard for me to even explain, but right is somewhere in that miasma of grief and uncertainty and family trauma, my hands turned on and I would go over and visit my parents and my hands would like turn on and like start to try to follow him. And I had forgotten that I had been Reiki attuned back in my 20s. So I decided this is Marcy's spirit, my friend's spirit reaching out to me from the other side. And I better go get reattuned and get a little, a little primer on how this is how to do this. I wanted to help my dad. And right around that time, I've had a meditation practice since I was 19. So right around the same time, I was meditating one morning and I heard the words, you are an animal intuitive and sensitive. Wow. And I thought, that's fascinating. <laughs> I have no idea what the heck it means. So... <laughs> You know, so it's like, here I am learning about myself. Like, you know, I'm 50 and I'm making a lot of new neural connections all of a sudden. You know, I had been involved in the pet industry uh, prior to becoming a professional communicator and Reiki master. I worked as a freelance writer. And over the 10-year period, it became more and more about writing in the pet niche because it felt like it was what I was most passionate about. And thus it became kind of my sweet spot. It was also the content that seemed to speak to readers the most, and it became something that I was sought out for. Right. And, you know, all this kind of unfolded. And then I ran a very popular blog called Love and Feathers, and that featured my soul bird, Pearl. And then it became Love and Feathers and Shells. When Malti and Io came along at that time, it was Malti and Bruce. And one day, while I was in the process of adding, probably I think it was it was when I was adding Bruce to the family and an, I was working with animal communicators. I was hiring animal communicators and they kept telling me, you can do this. And I was like, mm, yeah, I just need you to tell me whether he likes <laughs> right. his food, you know, like, <laughs> like we're very yeah. functional. We're on a timeline here and that's, <laughs> you know, we, we have a problem to solve. And then I adopted Bruce, my box turtle who has now rewilded himself. And the communicator told me he's here to help you learn how to manage your energy. And I think that was really my first verbal introduction to soul contracts. I had never thought about, I mean, I knew I couldn't exist without Pearl. Like we were joined at the beak from the moment <laughs> I got up till the moment I went to bed. I don't know what my, well, I do know what my former partner thought about that. And that's probably <laughs> one of the many reasons he's my former partner. <laughs> and, and, you know, 
So there was that feeling of if Pearl's not there, I don't have the oxygen that I need to function. But as far as an animal entering my life in a very unusual way for a very specific lesson, and I embraced that. And he did teach me so much. And one day, probably right after I'd had an animal communication session, because I got in the habit of having one every six months or so to kind of just check in with all the family members and see what's working, what's not, where do we need to, you know, who's mad at who, that kind of thing, you know, just right. again, very functional on a more of a preventative level. And I thought, you know, I, I had been in the habit of having these out loud dialogues, you know, anybody who's listening who, who talks to you, do you talk to your animal? You just comment and you even, I had gotten in the habit of filling in their half of the dialogue. And right. one day, again, just another one of these little intuitive hits, I guess you could call it an active meditation moment. I thought, I think I'm communicating. I think that we are having a, like, this isn't just making things up to entertain people on love and feathers and shells, which was all about animal ambassadors and specifically focused flash would make frequent appearances as would our former docs and JP Morgan. But I really felt like it was more about giving voice to the voiceless and giving depth to the misunderstood and really focusing on exotic animals because I have such Mm -hmm. a passion for these exotic animals. I can't believe that tortoises and turtles have survived everything. Like they survived the freaking asteroid that killed all the warm-blooded creatures and all of the, the dinosaurs, but they may not survive us. So right. it's like, I feel very passionate about that, but I just had never realized that I was having this out loud dialogue. And when I started to learn things, when the Reiki turned on, and then I, I heard you're an animal intuitive and sensitive. You know, I really kind of treated that like a gift that other people got. That was really cool. Like being, you know, like winning American Idol or the voice or something <laughs> like I think I am intuitive. My husband says I'm a little bit of a witch in a good way, not a bad way. But he's obviously, like I said, very good at animal communication. I shared that before we started recording. But I have had moments where my pets speak to me, but I don't feel like I can ask them questions. So is there like a level? Are there levels of that skill that one needs to develop in order to get to the point where you're having a dialogue? You know, yes and no. It's a question that we have to kind of back up a little bit and take a look at the bigger picture. Uh, And we're not talking about incarnation here, but incarnations. Some people come in and it feels like all their intuitive senses are turned up to 10 and blaring. And that typically traces back to some experiences that they've had, some work that they've done in a prior incarnation. I love your comment about being a good witch. One of my personal mentors and coaches, Christine Kane, likes to joke that, you know, we're all, you know, recovering witches or apothecaries or midwives or, you know, and we were all burned at the stake and now we're back. (laughs) You know, <laughs> so watch out because we, we live in an era where this is not only accepted for the most part, but wanted and needed and even craved. And so that's a part of it. You know, we're coming in with some experience, but on another level, we may come in and that's part of our journey here is we're recovering from that trauma or we need to. So we go through a period where we need to reawaken. Again, it's about developing a secret inner language where you learn to trust what your senses are telling you because it's happened before and it, it, and it's, so that means it's probably happening now and it means it will likely happen again, but it's a daily discipline if it's, it's, if we make it a priority. And, you know, a lot of people come into animal communication, like we talked about before with kind of a problem mentality. It's very normal. It's very natural. We have so much jammed into our day that we just need to get it off our plate. We need to check Mm -hmm. it off the list. And yet the 
unwitting star of the whole show is we ourselves because what we're going to get out of it is so much more than just fixing that problem. We're going to learn that we have this whole other side to ourselves and this whole inner GPS system that's always been there that can guide us that we can trust ourselves for the, like we talked about in the game, you know, mm-hmm. we can learn to trust ourselves. Our animals already trust us, mm-hmm. which is kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not always sure I'm trustworthy, but you trust me. So I'm going to try to rise to the occasion. I want to dig deeper into that whole soul pet and what we feel yeah. when we meet or are in like the company of our soul pet. But before I do that, I need to take a break. Let's listen to our sponsors. And when we come back, Shannon is going to tell us what it feels like to be in the presence of our soul pet. Don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss this. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez Arada, and today I'm having a fascinating conversation with Shannon Cutts of Animal Love Languages. And I want to ask her the question that always kind of makes me think is, is this a soul pet? How do I feel if I, how do I know that this pet is my soul pet? Because we use soul dog, soul cat, soul pet, soul bird, Mm -hmm. and we use it a lot, but I don't know that anybody understands what it is. So would you mind telling us? Here's a good way to find this. is probably the best way to find it. Imagine that you have a soul pet. If you're listening right now, Bring your soul pet to mind, whether they're in spirit or they're currently embodied. And then imagine somebody's trying to talk you out of the significance that they have in, in your life. And they're trying to they're trying to convince you that that animal is just just a pet. That you well, just go get another one. You know, all the things <laughs> that we just, oh, that if we all had spines along the backs of our necks, they would all raise up <laughs> and we would charge, right? This yes. is how we know. I totally feel that right now. I'm happy we're having this conversation literally a month after I got Van Gogh because he is the first pet that I've ever gotten on my own accord. Every Mm. other pet in my life has been influenced by somebody else. And with Van Gogh, I just had this feeling that I needed to find a pet. Somewhere during the Texas Pet Sitters Conference, the idea of a Russian blue hit my head. I don't know if it was a dream. I don't know if it was mentioned there, but it kind of stuck. And then literally two days after the day after I returned from the Texas Pet Sitters Conference, I'm picking up this Russian blue 30 minutes away. I knew exactly who I wanted. I said what I needed. The rescue led me to him. I found him on the website. I felt a connection on the website. I felt a connection when we met. He literally walked over and like loved me. I told him I can't take your sister. Like I can only have one of you right now. And that's, it's okay if you don't want that. And he jumped into my carrier. 
And so to me, that was like a key that he was okay with it. He was like kissing her goodbye. We went home. He has been like, he feels so familiar to me. And it's only been a month. And he's like moved into this house. Like there's not sure. been a very, yeah, house. there's no, yeah, there's no like big, <laughs> this house. There's, there's no big like adjustment period. Like even the yeah. dog has been like, oh, it took like a couple of days. And she's like, oh, he's staying. Okay, cool. My kids oh, adore I remember him. him from when we were yeah. doing the soul contract sketch up it, in the, you know, the other place across the veil. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. And I feel yeah. so bonded to him. I feel like he looks at me. He gets me. I get him. And we are brand new friends. So I don't know that he's my soul pet yet. I know that with Titan, it was love at first sight. Another way of saying it, like that love at first sight where you just like feel connected and how would I know if a pet but, is like a reincarnate of like a previous pet? Does that well, familiarity tell us anything? I want to back up for just a second and and uh -huh. share with you. You've got to go back and watch yourself talking about Van Gogh. Okay. If I didn't know any better, I would think this was a human. Like everything about you is lit up with a thousand light bulbs. Like you're glowing. Like there's so much wonder and joy. And it's like, there's something propelling you that you you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And you're still doing it. And it's like, so, you know, it's more powerful than the fight, flight, freeze. It's more powerful yes. than what the head brain can cope with it's something something else has turned on in you and a lot of people are experiencing this and what i've found in many of my sessions is that you know folks who have had a soul pet that's passed they've never been able to grieve because maybe it happened earlier in their life it happened at a time when the folks that surrounded them were the, of the you know of the kind of well just get another fill in the blanks mm -hmm. it's just an animal like and so now they're looking back and they're realizing that was the love of my life. Right. And I have never grieved and I'm not, I locked it away because I didn't feel like I could survive without that animal in my life. And I had to survive. Maybe I had a kid, maybe I had a husband, maybe I had a mm -hmm. job, maybe I, I don't know, whatever it was, somebody was, you know, relying, a parent was relying on me, but I, I've never grieved. And right. so these are all hallmarks when we have, but the, the most obvious is when we do the thing that our brain is telling us makes no sense. <laughs> we feel the thing. It's like, yeah, he's a new friend. Yeah. He's a new friend in this incarnation. And, and, you know, I may be able to, if I am having a conversation with an animal or I'm channeling my guides and that animal's guides, and they're having a talk and I'm downloading information, I may be able to tell you. And I've often been able to tell people who they were to one another in prior lives. And here's something really interesting and quote unquote controversial in the world of animal communication, because different folks have different beliefs around this. Right. But I have, I've experienced it even with our own doc, current docs in Flash Gordon, we can switch species. We can switch across, you know, the, <laughs> the sacred boundary of human versus non-human. We have been in every permutation to one another. Whether or not, however, that animal is a previous version of an embodied soul we've interacted with in one of our earlier incarnations, or whether they are a spirit guide or a mentor from the spirit side who is temporarily incarnating in this lifetime to ease us over a hurdle, to help us, or because they want to have an experience of what it's like to have a body. There's been a couple of my clients who've never had a body before and they don't plan to have one again, but they needed wow. this experience and their human needed them. I've had animals cross back over 
not because of you know any kind of great soul contract reason with their current embodied human, but because a, a former human carer of theirs has just crossed over to spirit and isn't coping well with it. And that animal has crossed. So we have, it's nuanced. It can be very nuanced and it's, you know, it feels like heady stuff, but it's really not because it all flows from a simple question of asking. So I, I couldn't necessarily tell you right now, right. If I wanted to connect with Van Gogh and we could find out, is this one of your spirit guides or your, your angels? So well, angels don't necessarily reincarnate, but one of your, one of your high vibration light beings or spirit guides coming into your life. At, at any rate, whether you've been embodied before in what we call a reincarnation in, in a physical form, there's a familiarity there. Mm-hmm. You're not new friends. You're old friends who are meeting in a new time in a new place. Like you made a coffee date for you know 2023 <laughs> in Texas yeah. right after the Pet Expo. And that's, that's when so you guys crazy. were going to meet up. And it's been on your calendar for like freaking 40 years. <laughs> And it's been on your psychic or your intuitive, your soul calendar, not the one on your phone, you know? And so it's like, yeah, you're old friends and nobody can talk you out of that. If I tried to sit here and say, oh no, you guys just met, you know, of course he's, he's acclimating. That's why you'd be like, no, you're full of, yeah, you you don't know what you're talking about. There's more to it. There's so much more to it that even my best friend was like, Isabel, is that Titan? Cause I feel like I feel like yeah. there's something there. He's just so special. She used the word special. She's never met him. She's just seen him in photos, but she even got a feeling that there was something more to this. So I will book a session with you because we need. Well, and here's something else that's that. really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's something else that's really interesting is you came into our brief period of time together saying, I'm not good at this. I'm not, but you're surrounded by intuitive people. Mm-hmm. All the I social am. connectivity theory tells us that We've evolved, you know, in, from incarnation to incarnation to interact in only small tribes. This whole social media where you have 1,500 to 15,000 friends <laughs> is very artificial. We don't have the capacity to maintain connections at that level. We're primed for these small groups of between four and 12 people and two to six is really kind of the sweet spot. And so when we look around and we see who, see who we have selected in our inner circle, if it's a match with something that everybody else has and we don't think we have, then it's probably something latent in us that's wanting to come to light. Because when it does, you're going to have massive support. That's amazing. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And there's going to be a lot of excitement. Yes. I'm telling you, these conversations they fill me up. Like, you know, my heart is so full when I have these conversations because they feel right. They feel true to me. They don't feel like some people are going to be listening, being like, this is just too woo woo for me. Very few things are too woo woo for me because I'm open to these kinds of things. And I actually, I want to learn more about your business and what you do for pet parents. So I want to invite you to play a second game with me. This is actually named after your business, Animal Love Languages. I'm going to give you one minute on my handy dandy clock here. And I want you to just tell us about Animal Love Languages. What is it? What do you do? How can you help pet parents with your Animal Love Languages work? Ready? Three, two, one, go. I have seen animals help humans move mountains in ways that another human could never pull off. And I say this because I have had my human clients, my pet parent clients tell me, especially after their soul animal has crossed back over, say, I have never loved anyone except that. I've literally like 
not the way I love. It's like I have never loved anyone because right. I have never opened. So this is animal love languages is if I had to sum it up in a word, it would be becoming brave, brave. Mm-hmm. We become brave. We become vulnerable. We open. We connect. We trust. We listen way more than we talk. Mm. And we love at a level that where we constantly surprise ourselves. I love that. That was so beautiful. I love that it is about openness because I remember actually, I think that happens in motherhood. I remember Mm -hmm. with my first pregnancy, my son Noah, I would cry constantly. And my midwife said to me, your heart is open. Like I wasn't sad crying. I was, everything touched me. Everything was tender to me. You know, everything just resonated with me in ways that I had never felt before. So I feel like that's similar to motherhood or having a soul pet, connecting with another human being on probably a very spiritual and deep level. We were opening up and we're, we're becoming more of who we are by letting another being in, I guess, in a way. Absolutely. There's no, I guess, or in a way, love is love is love. Love is love. There's never been a hashtag I've loved more. (laughs) Love is love is love. It doesn't need any translation. It doesn't need any definition and it won't tolerate any limitation. That's true. And what's so interesting about your experience with your firstborn is that little babies, babies, any baby before the age of about two, when certain higher level cognitive functions start to turn mm-hmm. on. And there's a little bit more of what Don Miguel Ruiz calls domestication going on. Right. And yes. No, no, no is not your favorite word. No, there's a yes. <laughs> you know, you, you start to learn the rule of thank you and please. And yes. all of these different things. Like before that in India, they say looking into the gazing into the eyes of a child of two years old or less is gazing directly into the eyes of God. It's the same thing with our animals because they're unfettered love. They're not troubled by the machinations going on upstairs. And so it's a brave making act to be a mama to any species. Yes, true. And our animals stay that way for a lifetime. Exactly. So you're signing up for a a level of mirroring. Mm -hmm. You may not give your animal your very best every single day, but your animal will always mirror your best. Now, what I love, because I've I've spoken with many pet parent clients who are who come with guilt that mm-hmm. they they can't seem to shed. They definitely haven't found a way to share it and they need someone to talk to about it. I didn't walk her every day. I didn't know that the treatment wasn't working. I made him stay too long because I couldn't let go. I didn't allow him to grieve his sister when she passed. I mean, there were so many, I didn't know, I didn't understand. And we come into this and what I often share here, what I always share is what Don Miguel says. He he says, you know, always do your best. Your Mm -hmm. best will change from one day and one moment to the next. Absolutely. It's the intention that matters. So if you're listening right now and you're struggling with guilt, you know, Maya Angelou says when, when, we know better, we do better. And mm-hmm. the truth is that the intention in 99.9% of the time, the intention is to do better than you know how to do. And right. that's what the animal's tuning into and mirroring to. It's like, I know you didn't walk me all the time. I know right. 
you know, deep down, you probably sensed that, the, but you didn't know that that was a sense. You didn't even know you had access to that. Right. And what I'm feeling is your intention to do right by me, your intention to give me your very best. And that's what I'm anchoring to. And that's what our animals. So that's where we started the show talking about our animals want us to forgive ourselves. They want us to give ourselves a break. Mm-hmm. I and completely this is, agree with back that. to this point. And this is another way that we sense soul pets, whether they re we've reincarnated many, many times because like actors in a play or a really good movie series, mm -hmm. we've agreed to play all these different roles. And each time it's like, that's another question that pet parents often have is like, well, how will I know? I want to, I want my pet to reincarnate. My pet is telling you that they're willing to re reincarnate. How will I know? How will I recognize them? And one thing I can tell you is that a pet reincarnating does not mean we're cloning someone here. Right. In fact, it's often the opposite because we've been to that rodeo. We've, right. we've learned those lessons. We've evolved to this point. And so we have to be okay. Like Petal's voice is different than Pearl's. Petal is twice Pearl's size. Petal is a ladybird. That, that's mm -hmm. a big deal, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yeah. different gender. So we have to be open. And that's why sometimes we have to grieve first before welcoming the reincarnated animal back into our life because there was a period when I was waiting for Petal to be old enough to adopt her and I knew who she was and she knew who she mm -hmm. was, but I wasn't ready because I just wanted right. Pearl. Right. And that's part right. of, you know, the, that's part of the process. It's another one of those, you know, not so nice factors about being, being embodied. The physical body, the mental body needs a chance to catch up to the emotional body and the soul body that already is looking at the calendar and seeing what's up ahead. And so we've got to go through these uncomfortable processes and we've got to give ourselves some time. And that again, anchors back to give yourself a break. Yeah. Ease up on yourself, be gentle. Especially you know. when you're mourning the loss of a pet, because I'm exactly. so happy you address the guilt because yeah. that's, I think the hardest part for everybody that yeah. I've ever interacted with who lost a pet. It's always yeah. the guilt. Was it too yeah. soon? Was it too late? Did I, I didn't do enough. I wish I had spent more time with them, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you I can miss really the signs. I miss the signals. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I suffered from it too. It's like nobody listening to this should ever think that I've got some kind of inside track just because I'm. I'm an animal communicator. I have honed an ability that matters to me. I have put in the time and the effort and the the dollars and the hours. Mm -hmm. And what I do is available to you. Now, will it look like me? Will you become a me clone? No, it will no. look like you. Right. That is truly the only difference. I could do this all day, but I'm going to wrap up now. I want you to tell us how my audience can learn more about you. Well, head over to animallovelanguages.com. I've got a bunch of free tools. I offer a weekly newsletter. You can experience animal communication, private sessions. You can experience distance Reiki. You can experience animal communication workshops and enjoy my podcast. Let's talk to animals. Yes. It's all about demystifying and de-wooing all of these wonderful <laughs> conversations that we've been having. You know, what is it? Who can do it? How can it help? Can it happen even if the pet's in spirit? You know, all these questions, there are answers. And the podcast encourages everyone to find their own answers as well. I offer plenty of fun, free tools. There's a five-day animal communication camp that gets you acquainted with your intuitive pathways and are really fun. If you have like a favorite species, like I just love dogs, I have Why You Pick Me. 
and you can click oh. and receive channeled wisdom about that species dogs. So right now I have dogs, cats, birds, reptiles, and equines. Why do you love my species so much? What is it about my species signature, my energetic blueprint that is here to grow me and to teach me? What am I seeking out? You know, why is that? Why it, for me, it's, you know, it's always been birds and turtles. Right. Yeah. So, right. Like, like well, Miss Petal here. So oh, there's lots so to enjoy. I, I would love to meet you. Reach out, um, send me a message. You can reach me at Shannon at animallovelanguages.com. And more importantly, you can reach Petal, Malti, Io, and Flash Gordon. Yes, oh, absolutely. She go. just flew there into the I love it. Yeah. Just want to propose a toast to you, Shannon, for being my guest oh, today. Oh, bravo, bravo. And to cheers, you. Cheers. Thank you again. And thank you, sweet Miss Petals, for being with us today. I've so enjoyed having a bird on here for the first time. It's usually dogs yeah. and cats. So here's to Miss yeah. Petal. So I also want to propose a toast to our executive producer, Mark Winter. Thank you, Mark. Absolutely. And to our audience for tuning in for all of these amazing conversations. Thank you so much for sharing your love of pets with us and with my guests. So here's to a life covered in pet hair because there's no better way to live. Cheers. Bravo. And cheers, of course... Cheers. Here's to a life covered in bird feathers and shells as well. To my ears. Cheers, cheers. We got to know our audience. Cheers. Thank you again for the invitation. It was my honor and privilege. I truly enjoyed it and can't wait to keep in touch. I can't wait to learn more about you and learn from you. So anybody who wants to learn more about Covered in Pet Hair, please visit CoveredInPetHair.com or PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.